When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the game itself, again, turnovers early in the ball game, poor red zone offense and poor red zone defense, um, poor coaching in some of those situations also, especially offensively. Um, the third down and five play, you know, we screwed that play up in practice. We fixed it. We liked the play. Um, I should have vetoed that play. Uh, the fourth and one play. Um, again, that's on me, not on Byron. That's on me um, to um, to have a better chance of, of being successful in those two situations. Those are both on me. To take our base run and run it against a front that we saw every day in practice and not block it correctly is baffling to me. So, um, again, starts with coaching. It starts with me. Yeah, we totally lined up wrong. And it started with our safety, who, who didn't cover the right guy. And that, that led to three guys talking back and forth, and the ball snapped. Just Monte David slid over and covered the slot. On the first touchdown, it, it, was, it was just poor communication, yeah. Yeah, it's those three or four plays. Yeah. simple plays, not, not yeah. complicated things. But yeah, it's very simple plays. I mean, that's the frustrating play for me, yeah. is how am I not getting anything across? Why is this not getting across? Because yeah. I've seen it get across for, for a long time. And uh, for whatever reason, it ain't happening. And uh, we got to find out why. Welcome to the Real Bucks Talk podcast. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Follow us at Real Bucks Talk on all social media platforms. This is your host, Michael Plus, And as always, joined by my co-host, Mark Ramirez. And Mark, I'm just going to let you take it away. Uh, give your initial thoughts on yesterday and, and the season overall. You know, we give quickly, we're going to give our quick thoughts on this because we usually jump into fans' questions and everything. But it, it comes to a point where you just got to express some emotion, some feeling about your franchise, right? So, again, it's almost like we're getting numb to the point of we're going to lose. Like These are expected bucks things to happen. Uh, we're going to be in a hole quick because our quarterback doesn't know what the heck it's do- he's doing. But Okay, those who are going to get mad at me about saying, oh, well, Jensen hiked the ball early. It- it's Jensen's fault. Okay, yeah, that is on Jensen. But to be blunt, James Winston could have had yet another five-interception day. And I will name them out yet again. So you had the one interception he did have, which was supposedly Chris Godwin's fault, that went over his head because – Gawain pulled a button hook, and it was he was expecting a post or just a go. One. Two was, again, to Godwin, which should have been, it should have been an interception. The, the defender dropped it, and Gawain punched it out. We thought he recovered a fumble. That should have been two. Three is he throws right into the hands of a defensive tackle, but the defensive tackle doesn't know how to catch, and he just rolls it around his gut and then pops it in the air, and then it's an incompletion. Thank God. Four, let me see where I'm going to go with four. 
Four was an actual interception. No, no, no. Four was where he threw to Godwin again, underthrown. Butler should have had it and lets it drop between his fingers. Again, hits the ground. Thank God. Fifth one was an interception, was Perryman, right in the middle of the damn field. I guess it was a wrong route again by Arians. So that should have been five, but it was actually two. So Jameis Winston's decision-making isn't the best, in my opinion. That's one. Offensive line played all right. They played sufficient enough. They played average, guys, okay? Let's be honest. He had There was moments where he had all day to throw. Get off the offensive line. I'm usually on them. Get off of them. Overall, coaching, Bruce Arians said it in the intro. He says how, oh, I should have vetoed those. I'm going to take on that. Yes, you're the head coach. Obviously, you're going to take full blame. But the thing is, if you're going to take full blame, then take over the the play call duties. Obviously, the left which isn't doing what you want him to do. And this thing's going to spiral down all over again. You have Mike Evans getting pissed off. Saying, throw me the fucking ball. I'm 6'5". I'm open when you don't even think I'm open. They hate losing. At least they hate losing. And not, they're not uh, submitting to losses and just, oh, well, this is what we normally do. That's what I hate as a fan. I expected this to happen, and it happened. And I was like, no, don't worry. And then, to, to be honest, we took a lead. We all expect us to take a lead. And then we all expect us to blow it. The shit of the the refs is also another thing because it's not just the Bucks sucking at times. How many times has James Winston got to get hit in the face before he call a flag? And then he gets shoved out of bounds, and then it takes. I'm surprised James Winston didn't get a flag because he gets up and starts screaming in the refs' face. I feel bad for the damn guy. I feel bad for him. Yes, he makes some stupid ass decisions, but he gets manhandled every goddamn snap. And doesn't get shit called for him. But if that was Brady, if that was Breeze, if that, if that was damn Tannehill, 350 can't stop, so he pushes a guy in the chest, and it's a flag. But James Winston gets punched in the face. It's all right. Let him go. He stole crab legs. I, it pisses me. That pisses me off because I do want to win, and I, I see this guy's trying. It's just, he does. I don't know. He just doesn't have it all there. Defensively, front seven, Amazing. They played well. Those who think we talk so much shit about Devin White, go go fix your diaper. Um, Devin White played very, very well. He picked up a fumble that should have been, or he knocked, caused a forced fumble that should have been the game-winning touchdown. But then the refs, yet again, the refs, what do you know? Don't even know how the hell to call a game. Not to mention earlier games where they don't know how to put the ball down and get the hell out of the way of the offense. That's a whole other story. But... <laughs> Devin White's playing good. Front seven's playing great. Secondary, Davis between the 20s is amazing. He had an interception, and again, the freaking refs. Jesus. Don't know what the hell they're doing. An offensive pass interference, they called defensive pass interference. They negated two interceptions. Yes, okay, the Sioux possibly was roughing the passer based on their rules, but if you're going to call it, call it even. And then Davis in the the red zone just doesn't play well. I don't know what he was looking at. The second time, the first time, he just missed a tip. I mean, I'm not going to even get mad at him that much. I didn't know your vert was that low. <laughs> but, but, I mean, get overall, up. the defense showed so much improvement. It's just give them a better field. Like, when they stop, stop them at the one, they give up one big run, they didn't give up shit. Mm-hmm. 
They have 70 yards of offense first freaking drive. Sorry to be prolonging this plus, but it's no, you're good. a pissed off Bucks fan, bro. <laughs> and ultimately, Arians, I know you're taking ownership of this. I want to see what you do next. Okay? It's on you. You said Leftwich did this, this, and this, that third and five play. You mentioned earlier in the offseason, you, you tell a quarterback which plays you want thrown out. Why the hell didn't you throw that play out? Okay? That was a bullshit play. You messed it up in practice multiple times. You thought you got it fixed. Obviously, if you thought you got something fixed, you don't run it out on third and five on the goal line. Dumb. Enough said. Make your decisions based on how you want to run your team. If Leftwich isn't doing it correctly, I know you said you wouldn't come back unless someone knew how to run it. He's still this is his second year calling an offense. Correct? Mm-hmm. So, Arians, you have so much more time. Just do it with him. Let Leftwich call plays, and then you just say yes or no. Right. But obviously you have that much faith in him. Let him do what he does until it's a crucial play where you have to make the decision. Yeah. Other than that, defense I thought I played well, but for red zone, like Arian said. Offense, I think <laughs> the decision maker, who is your quarterback, isn't really making the best decisions. Most of the time, evident by me saying five interceptions could have been which ultimately ended up in four turnovers, two interceptions, two fumbles. fumbles. It's same old, same old. I hate saying it, but go ahead, Plus. I know you're going to say it top to bottom. I was just mad at the game. You're going to say a lot more. Go ahead. Feed it. (laughs) Feed it. Uh, Yeah, no, I I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, But my problem is is – when is this going to stop? When is when is the nonsense of miscommunication, uh, you know, not having the guy set up correctly? When is that shit going to end? When is that? When is enough going to be enough? Um, when is accountability going to be taken part of your leaders in, in the locker room and, and guys making plays consistently? You know, dropping passes, uh, throwing interceptions, turnovers every week. Um, defensive players not in the right spot to make plays, you know, th- this kind of stuff, it has to stop. It has to end. Like, but I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. I don't know when it's going to stop because you have certain guys, like you said, in Jameis Winston, who's just not a very good decision maker. He just can't do it. He's not reading pre-snap and he's not reading post-snap and he's kind of just improvising and playing backyard ball. Like he has pretty much his whole career. And, you know, running when you're not supposed to run and, you know, running into sacks, it's just trying to find the right words because it's so, it's so frustrating because I'm, you know, I'm just continually repeating myself every week on this podcast and I don't want to do that, but you know, that, that's what it's come down to. Um, Let's start with coaching. Coaching, first of all. I'll put it I'll put it blunt. They are backwards in their thinking and it's it's not good. And you know, especially you backwards know, how? Backwards as far as how they attack. As far as how they attack defenses, as far as how they attack offenses. There's a lot of things that are just backwards and not doing the right things. You know, you have players that are very talented and you continue to put guys out there that you know are just not going to get the job done. Brashad Perriman, waste of space. He's not <laughs> going to get the job done. Like, the guy does nothing. He's not well, a Like gr- you said, cut him and get a, a third-round pick, right? Exactly. There Do something about it because 
you know, to be honest, he's probably just collecting his $4 million and he's happy with that because right now in the field, he's not putting in the work. Um, he obviously doesn't know where to be, if that's the case with what Arian said as far as that last interception. But, yeah, I mean, so that's just one example. And another example is Dario Gumbalale, who really shouldn't be on the field either. Like, the guy just hasn't shown me anything. Uh, yes, good preseason story, but when you have talented players like Rojo and even Peyton Barber, who deserves to be out there more, and you're not putting him out on the field, it makes no sense. So it's just coaching decisions and how they attack uh, game management, you know, third and fourth down scenarios. When you have a chance to go for it inside the five, you need to go for it. Why kick a field goal when that does you nothing? Touchdowns is what wins you games. And when you have the, the ball inside the goal line twice inside the 10, you need to be aggressive and go for scores. There's no reason to kick 20 yard field goals. That's just wasting Matt. Too, buddy. Yeah, but that's just <laughs> wasting Matt Gay's leg. I mean, come on. The only re- the only real way we should be using Matt Gay is forty and plus. Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, so that's one example. And then defensively, there's there's times we talked about. A lot, sorry, Mark, I just hit your mic. Uh, <laughs> there's times last week when when we said they should just drop back and blitz less. Every time they blitzed or didn't blitz yesterday, it worked. Good play happened. They dropped in coverage. Something good happened. And there's just, you know, your front four is working magic. Let them be magic. Don't overdo it. And that is something that this franchise just continues to do and overthink things. You have Mike Evans, like you said, Give me the freaking ball because he's 6'5". Well, why are you not doing that? Why are you not isolating him? Why are you not finding matchups to get him involved? He had 11 catches for, what, almost 200 yards, two touchdowns? That's insane. So it's things like that. And now there's rumors out there that we might trade O.J. Howard or putting him out the, on the market. Like, that's like Twitter-verse yet again, probably. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But And that's another thing. Like We don't use him. I know he wasn't in the game yesterday, but uh, don't use Brake. You know, they target Braid a couple times, but it's just it's just frustrating because they have they have the players to be used correctly and they don't use them correctly. So that's one part of it, coaching. I agree with you on the defensive side. I think a lot of good things as far as the front seven, but again it goes back to Todd Bowles and his scheme and understanding don't don't try to confuse out confuse yourself. Just play what works. If you see something that's working, stay to it. You know, stick to it. There's no reason to change things up on these guys. You're facing Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, come on. Like, he's not no genius quarterback. It's not like he's going to he's not gonna do something miraculous. Yeah, he's accurate with the football. But what do you do to stop that? You send your front four and you play coverage to make him hold the football because he can't read defenses either. So it's, it's things like that. you got to be... You just got to be smarter. But this franchise as a whole is just not very smart right now. And that starts with the quarterback. It starts with the, the offensive and defensive coordinators. It's it's just not good. And, uh, you know, watching this game, I was just like, okay, I see this coming. I was just I was just very frustrated. And, you know, and then the, the plays, like, inside the goal line, the, like you said, the third and five where hmm. we do the jet sweep and, like, that – like, Whose fault do you think that was? 
everybody's. No, no, who's, whose fault do you genuinely think that was? Probably Jameis. Why are you snapping it the ball? Jameis. Yeah, why are you snapping the ball? And why is, even said it. Why and is the play out there? Like, pre, like you said, pre-snap. Yeah. It, he's the field general. He's got to be able to be telling where his troops where the hell to go. If you want to call it like a damn, right. like a like a general leader, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to come over here. Come over here. If you're telling him to come the hell over, wait till he gets the hell over. What are you snapping the damn ball? That's pure idiocy. Like, it's dumb. Okay, guys? That's your 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 quarterback who touches the ball every offensive play being a dummy. And then the, the... the announcer goes, I've never seen this. Uh, never, <laughs> neither have I, guys. It's, okay. only, it's only the Bucks, and that's why it's a Bucks life. But it's just, you know, to sum it all up, it, it starts from coaching being dumb with their game management and how they use the personnel. Then offensively, it, it's, it's Jameis. I mean, he is the decision maker. He's the guy that is supposed to get these guys set up correctly, like Mark just said, and be able to execute the play post-snap. And it's just not happening. And, you know, the, yeah, there's some little things in there with Byron Leftwich that is not working either. And like Mark said, uh, B.A. needs to take over. But overall, it's – they – I don't know. I don't know where this franchise is heading um, going forward. <laughs> you know, it's just – there doesn't seem like there's a plan in place. We talked about it before the podcast started. Just a lot of reactionary moves, and it's all been surrounded by one guy, and that's Jameis Winston. And unfortunately – He's just not the answer. I mean, he's just not the answer. I mean, every week it, it could be four touchdowns and then it could be six picks. Like, and you just <laughs> you just can't you can't go from that week to week. I mean, there's no other franchise that has that issue. Yes, the Bengals are bad. Yes, the Dolphins are bad. But their quarterback ain't throwing five interceptions every week. That's not happening. And hell, they're probably they're in games. I mean, we're in games too. Yeah, we have chances to win, which is amazing. You know. To be able to win the game yesterday with four turnovers, that's remarkable. But that speaks to the talent that this team has. And that's what's so frustrating about it. Because you have a guy that just can't make simple decisions and can't get it done correctly or consistently. And that that's a problem. That's a franchise problem. And like they said in this league, if you don't have a quarterback, you can't win. And right now, it ain't happening. And I don't know when it's going to start happening. But I just don't see it stopping anytime soon. All right, before we go on to fans' questions, we've got, both got our emotional responses out. It's almost been damn 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying Tannehill's accurate. At halftime, he was 5 of 11, 45% completion percentage, 46 yards, two touchdowns, two sacks. Right. Because he had short field, a five and a six-yard touchdown pass. And then – Derrick Henry. I bet you we weren't blitzing in that first half as much. It, the third quarter was even good. Yeah. The fourth quarter we just it we bad. got a lead and we're like, oh let's let's play our secondary back. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Don't worry, we got a lead, and that's where we shit ourselves. Okay. Either way, yes, coaching had some to do with this. Like, why why are you letting your cornerbacks have a decision to play back? Right. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like we said in the bye week, if it's working that you you fake a blitz and then you drop back in zone, keep running it. Yeah. Because they just can't get it. It works every time. <laughs> Same that goes with offensively. 
how can you organize 18 play drive or 15 play drives look beautiful and then when you get down to the five you forget what the hell to do easy throw a jump ball one-on-one to mike evans Mm -hmm. yeah easy slant godwin over because they're going to double evans on the other side and that's what blows my mind Jameis winston in his press conference after the game said Oh, I know they're doubling Winston. We just got to not let them do what they want to do, and we need to execute on the other side. Right. The fact that you know that, my brother. Yeah, doubling Evans. And you don't do what the hell you know you have to do is stupid. It's blatantly stupid. Mm-hmm. You're, you're pinpointing saying that you know they're doubling him, and you still look at him. Yeah. If you know pre-snap he's doubled, what the hell are you even looking over there? <laughs> look over there as... Okay, I'm going to go over there because you're baiting them to know what the hell they expect you to do. Play into what they expect you to do. Yeah. Be smart. But then again, I guess, hey. And that's the problem with this franchise from top to bottom. They are just not a very smart franchise. And it's just, it's it's not it's not working right now. I mean, you have your quarterback who continues to make bad decisions and just just not good. And... And then Jensen saying he came out flat. You came out flat after two weeks of being off. <laughs> Come on now. He's talking about himself. He came out flat. Yeah, he came out flat. Uh, oh, okay. Well, that's because that's... His, his. He said the first quarter, the the damn pre-snap fumble, or the there's the fumble he caused, and then him just not blocking well. <laughs> well, guess what? Fourth quarter, he didn't block the the last guy well either. So, <laughs> hey, you know what? Too Let's much, go to fans' questions. Too much barbecue. Too much barbecue. <laughs> well, the first things first, we always go to email. Mm-hmm. And this is from Zammy Pittner. Oh, okay. He said, asking for oh, a that's friend. A, that's the Poodles guy. That is. Yeah. No, he's not Poodles. He's a big old dog. Yeah, Poodles. Is that his name? No, they, he has Poodles. Oh, okay. Yeah, the big Poodles. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't know the Poodles got that big. Okay, well, I'll have to look it up again. Asking for a friend. Because okay, being forward, thinking for 2020. Sadly, that's what we got to do as a buck. He says, number one, extend Jameis. Buy a proven veteran or start fresh by drafting a quarterback in the first round? Uh, question mark. Whew. Let's start with that. He has, that's a great question. He has three points. Go ahead. Okay. Extend Jameis. Buy a proven veteran or start fresh by drafting a, a quarterback in the first round. Okay. Okay. I think... Oh, that's a that's a good comment. Again, before you answer, yeah, this is week nine we're going into. Yeah, it's very sad. We got to talk. About uh, it. it is. Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's just the Bucks. But uh, yeah, I think Jameis will be on the roster in 2020. But I will say they will bring in another quarterback, whether it be a veteran or draft. Personally, I probably wouldn't draft a quarterback first round unless you can get a top tier guy. But if it if it's you know if it's what you got to do then I would do it because they need to bring in some type of competition for Jameis Winston if he's going to be here on in 2020. I fully agree. Yeah. I agree with the do not draft a quarterback first round. The only guy I would take first round right now is Joe Burrows or Tua. Tua, yeah, those are the top two guys. Other than that, Herbert is not worth a top ten in my opinion. Right. Let him fall. If he falls, great. Yeah. Jake Fromm's. A candidate, Jake Eason. Like, yeah. there's a whole laundry list of guys. They're all the same, same tier. It's just, hey, 
draft is far away, but still, I understand why you're saying that. It's mm. it's like we have to think draft already. Yeah. But let's move on to number two. Yeah, but I personally, draft, offensive line, first round, second round, get your quarterback. Uh-huh. Okay. That's just I'm gonna put that out there. Week nine of the regular season, sadly. Yeah, and and to answer one more point, the veteran, the only veterans I would go after. You mentioned this before the podcast is like if Andrew Luck comes out of retirement, <laughs> or they can get Big Ben somehow if he gets released, and you know the, the Steelers decide to move on. True. Yeah. True. I mean, and, and that fits in Arian's mold. He likes getting right. veteran. Those are two guys. He's really, coached. Right. And uh, you know, he's not about rebuilding. Yeah. <laughs> he's about reloading right yeah, he's failed. <laughs> so you remember his little quotes but let's move on to zammy's second question he said admitting we're in rebuild mode well not what arian says and knowing there are so many prove it deals on our roster right now who do we pay to stay and who do we bid adios adios like bye yeah <laughs> uh, that's uh that might be too early for me i mean Obviously, you would you would like to keep Shaq Barrett. Um, Isn't NASA been on his last year? NASA, yeah. I mean, JPP's gone, right? JPP's probably going to be gone, yeah, yeah because they restructured his deal. Um, trying to think of all three under D line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Dominican Sue's probably not going to be here. Four, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, a lot of the people in the front seven might might be missing. Um, secondary wise, maybe buy to VH three. I really can't think of – I'm trying to think of offensive guys. Offensive guys, probably DeMar Dotson. This is last year. And maybe Cam Brate. Because Cam Brate will go with Jameis. You know, wherever if whatever happens to Jameis, Cam Brate's going to be gone because they're, they're a package deal. I just believe that. Um, Perriman, definitely gone. He should be gone. He should <laughs> yeah. be gone tonight. Um, <laughs> and that's that's pretty much it. But those are great questions, Sammy. I appreciate it. Oh, there's more. There's more? more okay, perfect. Let's <laughs> <More>. bring it. <laughs> they said, who out there, based on current contracts, would be available shut down corners, and Oof. what would it take to get one or two? Oh, man. I'm going to have to Jamie, do – we're not going to do two. I'm going to Yeah, I'm going to have to do more research, uh, and I'll hit you up on your, your Instagram or Twitter and get back to you. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll be looking. I mean, I think Patrick Peterson's still under contract – I'm not sure who else. I'm really not sure who's going to be available. Who's the guy that um, Trevor Sikma said? Oh, uh, William William uh, Jackson from yeah. Cincinnati. I mean, he's maybe really maybe he's a possibility, but I think they'll probably re-sign him. I think the Bengals are just sellers regardless. That's true. Both I the Bengals and Dolphins play each other later in the season. Right. That's it's going to be a tie. It's going to be funny. A, that's going to be a big game. It'll be fumbles <laughs> out of nowhere. It'll be like the, when we had. Uh, Josh McCallum winning the game. They put in Glennon and then put in yeah. King to catch a ball and <laughs> to get to, to get Winston to, to get Jameis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then he says, finally, and I'm being greedy with four questions, buddy. You sent it to the email, right? Whoever sends the email will get priority. That's okay. True. That's true. So sorry and thank you. Doesn't matter. You did it. You did it the right way. Is Byron Leftwich an overall shitty play caller or not? <laughs> How do you fairly grade him overall? Uh, right asking now, for a dog, asking for a dog named Zammy, the there. most famous Buck fan dog. Yeah, keep up the great podcast. Yours is my favorite, without question. Thank you, Zammy. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's Byron Leftwich, a shitty play caller. I mean, right now it's just it's not working out for him. I'll say that it's uh, it's been up and down at times. 
Like, he looks brilliant with the game plan and how he executes it and how he calls it. I mean, the Rams was run to perfection. Uh, but other times it's just like, why are you using this personnel for this this kind of plays? You know, when they continue to show you that they are not getting the job done, but we just keep going to it for whatever reason. When you have studs like Evans and Godwin, Cambray, O.J. Howard, Rojo, those are the guys you have to use and just continue to run stupid plays for players that are just not productive, not good. All right, I'll say this. But then you have a dumbass at quarterback, <laughs> so that explains it all. <laughs> that You stole my point. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, it's like I just said earlier. He knows that they're doubling him, and they he still looks at him right. as like an opportunity to throw it to him. Why? Like, I, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Use it as disguise. Like, I don't yeah. – is it the quarterback? Possibly. Is it the play caller? Possibly. Do I think Arians should have permission to veto a call? Absolutely. Yeah, he's a head coach. And he said it perfectly. He's like, that's all my responsibility. I should have done something. He hears it. You saw him on the sideline looking at his little uh, cheat sheet on his wrist. Yeah. He knows what's being called. He's in control of everything. He's a head coach. It's ultimately his decision. Right. I like that he said that. I truly do believe that he does need to – if he hears a call that Leftwich makes, he's like, what the hell is that shit? He needs to make a change. Yeah. Simply. He's got the most experience. Tom Moore sitting over there talking to James like, what the hell did you just do? Yeah. I mean, hell, let Tom Moore call plays. I mean, uh, no, he's a consultant. He can't do that. He's not under contract. He can't possibly, probably can't do that. Uh, he can only pat James on the back of the head and say, buddy, you, you done fucked up. <laughs> but I mean, it's just Arians. Poor Tom Moore. Yeah. I know, right? Gonna, you said it before the, the podcast. They're both going to have heart attacks on the uh, sideline. But, I mean, Arians, I think, will make changes. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't want to lose. None of us want to lose. Oh. The fact that we're, we're getting numb to it and saying, oh, it, typical Bucks. I don't want to say that ever. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he's saying he's got to figure out what it is that's doing that. It to me it was like reminiscent of Cutter, but thing is, Cutter just admitted defeat. Arians is saying this stuff of I've got to figure out what the hell is not clicking. Someone is not listening. It's not just dumb players. He said there's a pride board. People yeah. look at the board. They don't want to be on that board of saying I fudged up. Well, I will say, and you talked so, about him making changes. The one positive I did say, and we didn't speak of this, is special teams. Special oh, teams, God, special teams me. was changed, but I mean T.J. Logan, he's he's still T.J. Logan. As he far still as, had a forty-yard punt return. That's good. Yeah, disgusting. I, I must have missed that play, <laughs> but um, yeah, special teams was good. But also, I was going to say defensively, they put V.H. three on the inside in the slot, and they had Sean Murphy bunting on the outside, and and I like that, and I think they mixed and match even with Jamel Dean at times, so. And MJ Stewart was a, a healthy scratch. So I kind of mm. I like that kind of change. And VH3 looked definitely more comfortable inside as far as the slot position. Thank you. Yeah. That I mean, hey, they made some changes. It's – there's still more changes to be made. Yeah. It's – again, overall to me, it's like the, the defense is doing what they needed to do. They're making their changes. They, they've they shown how what they can be. Mm-hmm. 
They just need to do it more consistently. The offense is so inconsistent, it's not funny. Yeah, you just don't know what you're going to have, you know, every week, and that's a problem. Like, I mean, you go one week and, you know, you have that six or seven turnovers and you follow it up with four more or whatever, how many turnovers it was, and you just you don't know. I mean, yeah, you're putting up – you got the lead with 23 points and then you just go shut out the rest of the way, like – I I don't get it. Because what it. is funny though is Evans had 182 yards, two touchdowns at halftime. Yeah, he had 192 yards at the end of the game. That's, he got one other catch. That's that pathetic, a, and no wonder he was pissed off after the game. And uh, forgive me, 92, 98 yards. Mm-hmm. But still, either way, he had one other catch. That was it. Yeah, that's bad. So ultimately, this isn't a bash the Bucks podcast. It's just. Being real. We're called Real Bucks Talk for a reason. Yeah. We're being real with this team. We're looking at the problems. Those who can't take it, okay, then don't listen, guys. Mm. Okay, we're, we're not here to butter up and brown nose. We're just seeing what we see. There's obviously glaring weaknesses and around. We've mentioned multiple times yeah. over the past two years. And this, and, and we could go well deep into this, but we just don't have the time, but... As far as an organization, they are just not smart. They have to be smarter going forward, and that's all I want. If this team could be smart as a franchise in their decision-making, that starts with coaching, that starts with front office. That starts with front office. Front office, coaching, then quarterback. If they can get that into gear and have smart decision-making, I will be proud. But they have a long way to go, a long way to go. And I'm hoping it starts soon. Or it's just going to be bad uh, going forward. Uh, we, we went on way too many tangents. I but know. <laughs> we're going to go on with the fans' questions. This is Andrew at A underscore Katzman 83. He says on Twitter, does Bruce Arians have any concept of analytics? No. That's my answer. Good answer. <laughs> I think it, he's trusting Leftwich too much. Not trusting himself. If he and had an, analytics, is like yeah. his stuff, sports science, like you mentioned pre-podcast. Yeah. And if he had analytics, he would have gone for it on fourth and one inside the five. Or fourth and goal, I'm sorry. Fourth and goal inside the five, you always go for it. That's analytics. I, I, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Then also, if you have points on the board, you have points on the board. Mm. That, that To me, that, that's to me. But maybe I'm old school. Then Tommy. That's the problem. That's True. that's the problem with this team right now. True. This is Tommy. He says, what are we supposed to do now? <laughs> okay, I got this. What you do, and this is what I did this weekend. I went and got a puppy. I got a dog. <laughs> so, And that has made me so happy, and uh, I needed it. I mean, especially with the way this season's going, I feel great. My stress levels are down because of the dog. Well, actually, they're probably a little higher because of the potty training going on, but... I mean, it's just, it's awesome. So I'm happy about that. Other than that, I mean, just enjoy the games. I mean, let the games play out. Don't get too mad at it. You know, kind of just watch it, enjoy it, make sure there's good food. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Or go to Hawaii, like Mark's going. Yes. Next, I'll be in. Next Saturday. I'll be in Hawaii. Because yeah. Mark is smart, and I am not. And that's why I follow his advice. But then again, <laughs> I I love my dog. I just got a dog, so I'm happy about that. 
Yeah, guys, I'll still be tweeting. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so with Tommy's answer, what do we do now? This is Chris at TV Bucks for Life. He says, they'll blame Winston for sure. Not listening to the pod since Carolina. Hey, it's your choice to listen or not to listen. We laughed at it. Yeah. We'll probably blame Devin White. Guess what? We didn't blame Devin White. <laughs> Perriman deserves all the heat he's getting. You're true. You're yeah, right. That's right. I agree with you there, Chris. But overall, I mean, guess what? You deserve – every Buck fan deserves to be mad with a 2-5 and five record. If you're not mad – there's something psychologically wrong with you because you shouldn't accept losing every damn year. And if you are accepting losing, you're wrong. You have to look and find the reasons of why you're losing. That's real talk. Mm-hmm. And we're looking and searching how to get better. Arians is saying a lot of good stuff, but something isn't reproducing on the field. We're just showing you what isn't reproducing and pointing out flaws in the system mm-hmm. and who are the ones to blame. I mean, I don't like to blame people, but thing is, this is my team. I, I, if someone's blatantly making mistakes, I'm going to point it out. Yeah. <laughs> JVP said it too. He's like, oh, we stopped him, but our offense didn't do shit to score the ball. Then say shit. I yeah. added that. <laughs> and I know he wanted to do it, but he's in front of media. Yeah. I'm in front of y'all. He, it's the defense did enough. Yeah. The offense shit the bed. Mm-hmm. That's all you can say. Yeah. Okay. So. And the problem is we keep we keep blaming the same people, and that's yeah. that's what's frustrating. It's the same culprits every week, every week. Sad but true. Yep. Now let's move on. This is D Block eighteen. D Block eighteen. You're you're a new face. I like it. Um, he says, "Are we buyers or sellers?" Question mark. Okay, we are definitely not buyers, <laughs> but what is the smartest sale and what is our greatest need? Uh, greatest need? Quarterback. No. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, it is, but um, greatest need a lot of things. I don't, as far as buyers or sellers, I don't expect the Bucks to make um, moves tomorrow. I mean, you know, there was the O.J. Howard, you know, rumblings, but I don't see him going anywhere. Uh, but, yeah, greatest need – I mean, there's needs across the board. We need more offensive linemen. We need more defensive linemen. We could probably use more secondary, I'm sure. Um, but it, it starts at the top for, for us. I mean, quarterback decision and quarterback play just has to be better overall going forward. If it's not, then you're going to continue to have these years where you're 5-11 and 11 every year. Okay, we're obviously not buyers. I honestly don't think we're sellers either. Yeah. I think we stand put. Yeah, there's no one really to sell. We. This isn't. To me, this isn't baseball. This isn't NBA. Right. This is you have to build through the draft. You just have to. And if you're a seller, you're admitting defeat. If you're a buyer, right. If you're a buyer, what are you even buying? You're giving away picks. Mm-hmm. And this is something we don't need to be doing. No. So we're in the middle of the pack. So we don't need to be, even be a buyer. Right. We're not playing for a championship. Right. Yeah. And we're if, definitely not sellers because what the hell are we playing for? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. you're going to give away good picks because your quarterbacks know what they're doing, and then they're they're learning a new system. No, like yeah, I agree with you. Quarterback probably is the number one. Again, you hear how we feel about Winston. To me, the only thing I would ever try and get is upgrades over offensive line. Everywhere else, Sean Murphy bunting played very very well. Better, very very well. Yeah, I'm, I'm flat out say it. He improved. Yeah, he learned. 
He was more positive, guys. Positive. I'm being positive. He was more sticky in coverage, for sure. He was. Yeah. He made tackles after a play and jumped off of his own man right. when other guys messed up. Yeah. That shows me he knows what he's doing. He had a pass defense where literally it was a bang bang play. Mm-hmm. He and then they didn't attack him after that. Guess what? That's what happens when a quarterback and an offensive coordinator see, okay, you're making plays. We're not going to attack you no more. Right. We're scared of you. What? Well. See about the rest of the team. Um, D Block eighteen had one more set. <laughs> yeah, he said to answer my own question, OJ is our best trade asset. Yeah, he is developed. He's a developed first round draft pick. Can we say simply a first round pick is not an option? What is he worth, and who is a good potential buyer? Hmm. I like OJ. By the way, been watching him since Alabama days. Yeah, that's a good question, and that's you know that's been the rumblings as far as OJ, but I just. I don't think they're going to move him. I think they keep him, and I just don't think it would be, be very wise unless you can get, like, a first-round pick like they're asking for. At least that's according to the reports. I mean, maybe you do it, but uh, I I think, uh, like Mark said, I think they're going to stay put and keep their draft assets. You can get another pick by just cutting Brashad Perriman. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, easy. Yeah. that's easy draft capital. You already have an extra third-round pick that you're going to receive for cutting, cutting uh, Dayon Buchanan, so – you got some extra capital already in, in the bank, and it could easily add to it if they if they please to. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I like I said earlier, I would stand pat, mm. just build through the draft. Hope your my damn iWatch just told me to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> hope Stress levels, right? It's true. I mean, I hope your GM can. Hey, Hawaii is less than six days away. Good, good. I hope your GM can tell you or can lead you to the right path, get you the right players so your, your coaches can instill a proper system that your players can run. That's what you look for coming down. It's almost like a freaking democracy. You got the checks and balances, right? Yeah. So let's let's do it. I mean, I'm I'm not giving up on Aarons at all. He, he does say a lot of things. I think he truly believes them. He just defends his players a little too much. Okay, I think your front offense, front offense, <laughs> front, front office, yeah. and Jason Light just stop playing from behind. Like we mentioned before, he, he drafted all these D backs, corners, safeties. You're just making up for mistakes, and you're listening to coaches. Build a team. Yeah. Stop playing from behind. You need offensive linemen. You've needed offensive linemen for years. Fill the the gaps little by little. You can't just do all just one position. I mentioned it before the podcast. Yeah. You can't just draft all wide receivers one draft. This mm. is what the Lions did. Right. Dumb. Yeah. All wide receivers one draft. Oh, we're going to draft all running backs next draft. Oh, we're going to draft all um, yeah. the tight ends next draft. And guess what? Yeah. Those That's three years gone. Contracts are up. You lose some of the guys that did well. You got to refill all over again. It's stupid. Yeah. Start building a team instead of chasing mistakes you made in the past right it's build a team to win games yeah don't don't build don't go based off of need yeah that's the biggest thing we've always said that i hope y'all have listened to that but it's what will win you games and that's what you have to draft you know find players that will help you win games and don't don't draft on on reactionary moves. Don't draft because you lost Sprint Grimes or you lost, um, you know, now you're losing a coach and you got to go find a coach and now this coaching staff wants this players. No, build a team how it's supposed to be built. 
and that's from the inside and the outside. You do it balanced, and you do it correctly, and that's what this team has to start doing for going forward. I'm sorry, I fudged up on this. <laughs> I should have put this first. This is our Facebook group, guys. We have a private Facebook group. Anyone can get in. It's just private, just because we want to accept you in and just see who you are that's coming in. That's literally the only thing. But there's heated topics in there all the time. The this is where we talk the real talk, mm. where we show really real emotion. There's only so much we can talk in here because we don't want to drain your ears. This is where we put up the question first, and I messed up. This is Aaron Rutherford. You all know I'm on Chef Aaron on Twitter. He said, why do we, we refuse to get Rojo involved and make Jameis Winston not throw 40-plus when we all know we lose more often than not when he does? Why does this team involve Barber and Dore more than they res- they play their best running back? Yeah, I think I talked about this a little earlier in the podcast, but – yeah, it's just it's mind boggling to me and that's where I get the the phrase, you know, this coaching staff is thinking backwards and you know, to me, you put your best personnel on the field at all times. I don't care if he can't if he's average at pass blocking or what have you. You know, Jameis runs into sacks anyway. So what what the hell, you know? Um play your best players. And yes, he's absolutely right. Why are we throwing the ball 40 plus times when that's not the best case scenario? Run the football with Rojo and do it in different ways. Be versatile and be creative. Be diverse. You know, be forward thinking, not backwards. Be aggressive. Don't be stupid. Don't don't run plays that are just giveaways. You run an empty set inside the five. There's no threat of run there. You know, just don't be stupid like that. That's that's bottom line. I'm not gonna argue. I'm just gonna go with it. This is Trevor Martin from the Facebook group. I love this question. He says, why do I feel like I'm being kicked in the growing over and over and over again every Sunday when I watch this team? Whether it be the O-line, our quarterback, the secondary, the awful play calling, the horrendous officiating, I second that one. (laughs) Apparently, I'm a glutton for punishment. Oh, and when the hell did football become soccer with (laughs) with receivers flopping when barely getting touched? It's so hard to watch these sports these days. I agree. With that, that is the best yeah. analysis of of Bucks game I've ever heard. I'm telling you, Trevor. That's that's why I got a dog because, <laughs> <laughs> because it does feel like we are getting kicked in the nuts every week because it's just painful. It's painful to watch because we just know, okay, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Okay, here goes Jameis running into another sack again when he doesn't have to, or you know, just throwing the ball to out of the blue to the other team like he's playing for them. Um, so yeah, it's it's frustrating. And and on that last part, sports is tough to watch these days. I mean, NBA wimpier and wimpier. NBA is just bad. Um, you have guys that travel consistently, not called. Um, officiating in general is just horrible, and it's unfortunate. Um, NFL, I mean, I think there's just way too many rules now, and guys just can't play freely. I mean, Vita Vea, yeah, he knocked the hell out of Tannehill, but you go back 10 years, that's a clean hit. Yeah. That's a clean hit, you know? that's Tom you know, Brady's first year, Brett, he got leveled. Brett Favre would respect that hit by Vita Vea, and he would get up and give him a pat on the, yeah. on the, on the ass, you know? Um, 
it, it's just yeah, it's bitch ball. And and I didn't mention this. I didn't mention this um, while we we're talking Bucks, but that's what the Bucks are playing right now. They're playing bitch ball as a team, and it's it needs to stop. But great question. No, uh, yeah, Trevor. Thank you for the question. That is exactly how I feel. I couldn't agree more. It's it's just sad. Yeah. It's, I mean, you said I mean, the other day LeBron was traveling nonstop, and they don't call it. We love sports in general, so yeah. we watch damn near everything. We're true Magic fans, Rays fans, Bucks fans, Lightning fans. I mean, mm. anything. It's just we just want to win. Right. At the end of the day, we we get so involved into it. We just we are emotional and wanting to win. Yeah, and just we'll see little things where. It looks normal for a winning team, and then a losing team. You're like, "What the hell are you doing?" And that we are usually that losing team. Yeah. But I mean, we shit on the Bucks enough. <laughs> give me your positives. Give me on offense positives. I know it's hard, but give me your offensive positives. Well, positives. I mean, we have two outstanding receivers, and and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I mean, those guys are amazing. Just in the game. Just in this game. Oh. Uh-huh. You gonna say those two? Yeah, those were the positives. I mean, I thought they played outstanding. Um, offensive line was good. Rojo, again, needs the ball more. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's uh, all I got. <laughs> I mean, literally on offense, all, all I'm going to say is obviously Mike Evans. Yeah. If you have 10 catches for 182 yards yeah. in the first damn half, yeah. you're balling. You're just taking over a damn game. And then. They decided to double you, but still, it's up to the offense to get you the manufacturer ways to get you the ball. Yeah. That's that's play caller, and that's mm-hmm. your quarterback knowing where to get you the ball. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give the our play call our quarterback benefit of the doubt, even though he had another 300 yard day, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's just padding stats because guess what? We're down. Yeah. And guess who put us in that hole? Yeah, exactly. That's that's the frustrating part. He puts yeah. you in a hole, and then he has these drives where he just looks amazing. I mean, throwing touch passes over the top to Mike yeah. Evans, throwing quick and decisive passes to Chris Godwin for two-point conversions, and then he just goes back to shit. We're, and, we're on positives. So I know, on, I know, I know. I'm just, yeah. Um, can I start on the defense? Because I will. Go. Defense looked phenomenal in the first half, besides goal line defense. You only allow a team 75 yards of total offense in the first half. That is playing nasty. That's good. I mean, I don't even know how many times they got to pass the 50 besides those turnovers. It may have been one time. It, they played awesome. And then the second half, they just they started getting cushioned because they had a lead. Right. You can't do that. Play yeah. your your scheme. Play the, the defense you're, you know you do well at. Yeah. I mean – Carlton Davis inside the 20s, I said this earlier, Great. is a beast. Great. He just needs to fix that little inside the 20. That's about it. Hargraves inside played very, very well. He saw that Corey Davis deep ball. He was right on his hip the whole time. Right. Sean Murphy bunting played extremely well. Better. I didn't see him get attacked at all. At all. They tried it once and it didn't work. Oops. Yeah. They got away from it. The front seven, I can't rave and rout, like holler about any more than I already do because they're they're playing lights out. Yeah, they're that's, doing their job. That's my positive, and I'll just leave it at that. Front seven was great, and it was it was really awesome to see JPP out there. He looked he looked like a man on a mission. I think at times he he was just a little winded, um, but he'll get back in his conditioning. But that's amazing to see him out there with you know the, the neck injury and 
just shows what kind of player he is. Um, made an impact. And I think Shaq Barrett, he got a sack, right, in this game? Shaq Barrett got a sack. Yes. Yeah. And Pierre Paul. So is that 10? That's 10 for him. Yep. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So they play well. And Vita Vea was a beast uh, as well. He needs to play more. That's another thing I, I didn't bring up. His snap count is, is lower than it should be. He needs to be back up around 70% like he was in the first two weeks. And for whatever reason, it's gone down since. So that needs to change. Let me say that too. Like those who think, what do they think about him? Vita Vea has always been our favorite. We want him to be drafted in the first round. We got him. Over the Dur- Derwin White or Dur- Derwin James, <laughs> yeah, this raw rock crowd. We got our guy, and I've proven game and game again. He's that damn good. Devin White, Levante David, both played amazing. Yeah. Devin White had a, a pass defense inside the five that was flawless. He caused the fumble that should have been a touchdown to win us the game. Devin White played good. I mean, I'm not gonna say great. He played very, very good. Mm-hmm. For a rookie, he played amazing. He's only going to get better. I hope to see him reach that potential. It's just learning it, getting smarter, and that comes with repetition. Uh, special teams, Matt Gay still being a badass. I put it in the Facebook group. What, he's 7 for 7? Right, correct? Yeah, yeah he's making kicks. He's doing what he has to do. He's doing his damn job. Yeah. He's, it's, it's that simple. He's one of the few that are doing his job, and that's great to see. Let's see, what were the exacts? He is... Let me see. I think it's seven in a row. He's seven straight field goals. I was correct. Why did I even doubt myself? <laughs> seven straight field goals, 11 straight extra points. Yeah. So 18 overall kicks he's made in a row. That's good. Matt Gay, you're doing it. Keep going. And that's ever since his miss at that Giants game, the miss, mm-hmm. the, the game winner. Special teams played pretty well. Special opinion played amazing. Yeah. Inside yeah. the one, inside the ten multiple times, mm-hmm. two times, I believe They've, it was. They played good the last last two weeks, I would say. Now, is that to Ryan Smith's credit, or is opinion just kicking that much better? Ryan Smith is a beast. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I'll say this. The Bucks are who they are. Let's see if coaching really does take a hold, and he holds them accountable. I mean, the court, I've said this before, handcuff your damn quarterback. Yeah. If he's making that many mistakes down the field because you, you're saying wide receivers aren't running the right routes, then don't give him that opportunity. Yeah. Make it all short, crossing routes. You're a coach. You can call plays. If you have to change it because your quarterback doesn't know what the hell he's doing or can't execute or your receivers aren't executing, you got to find what the hell they do well. And I honestly, I'm not doubting Arians at all. I'm saying he's going to find a way. Like To be honest, he's the only guy that we've had in a while that knows what the hell they're doing. And I'm hoping slash counting on him to change it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we need it. It has to happen. I mean, that's the best case scenario for the Bucks. Uh, Bruce and his staff have to take over. And they have to find ways to, to make this team better and start winning football games. But like Mark said, they they have to make adjustments. I would personally, I would probably cut the playbook in half and let Jameis find plays that just work well for Jameis and just run those plays. I don't care if the defense knows what's coming; at least he knows how to execute them, and he can probably do them well. Uh, you know, you got to do things like that. So hopefully, that's what will take place going forward. Uh, they play Seattle coming up this Sunday. That should be whew, that should be an interesting game. Um, but anyways. Guys, I hope you 
Oh. I'm going to add one more thing. Yeah. For those who are still listening, 55 minutes in, we are soon coming out with something very, very special with Real Bucks Talk. We are very excited for it. We can't wait to unveil it. It may be coming this week. It may be coming three weeks from now because I'm going to Hawaii to really unveil it. But it's going to be exciting. We're excited. It's next level. Be prepared. It's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be it's going to be pretty epic. Uh, I will say that. Yeah, I will. But um, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, thank you guys for the questions, the emails. We appreciate it. And as always, go Bucks. Have a great week.